<laughs> My new co-host, how are you? I'm good. Representing from Ilon on this corner. Yes, Should I yes. do that? But I am going to give a little shout out to my guy, because I am missing Nick. Hi, Nick, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to give a shout out to all the mothers in Central America. Yay! Yeah. Feliz Dia de las Madres! Today is Mother's Day. Are you going to sing a song? Ma las like something, serenatas. Las serenatas. Yes, you have to wow our audience. I don't know that song, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a song, anything for the mothers, the women who work very hard to, you know, yes. take care of the children. So happy Mother's Day to you as Thank well. Thank you, I you appreciate that. you are one of those working hard mothers. Yes. Yeah. Hardworking moms. Hardworking moms. <laughs> you but make fun get, of me all the time. Let's get to our special guest in studio today. Today we have mm -hmm. the Chicago Property Sisters. I'm happy that they're here, Agustina and Jamie Campos. Of Remax Loyalty. Thank you guys for coming in today. Thank, Thank you for, for having, having us. us. Welcome, ladies, and congrats, baby bump. Yes. How many months? It's almost there. Oh, seven months, but 13 more weeks ago. So. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. <laughs> First one. <laughs> so, to all your expecting moms out there, you know, I am your girl. I love it. Girl power to everybody out there. Do celebrate. Buy yourself flowers or expect those because we didn't get any this morning. I did morning. forget the flowers. Can I'm you sorry, believe Grocco didn't bring us flowers? Ooh. Typically, we'll see if I my do. My husband though. remembers on Sunday to get me something. <laughs> that is so sweet. Right? Yes, I hope he does. Yeah, right? I mean, geez. I, I deserve something. Expect it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to start with a warm welcome and good morning to everybody. I am Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Cobo Banker, and I'm your host of Market Overdrive. And with me this morning is Graco Funes with iLoan. Hi, everybody. We are transacting every day of the week, so you're getting information from people in the trenches, as I like to say. And today we are talking about millennials. And I know it's a very conflicting, you know, like topic because everybody's like, you know nothing about millennials. Obviously, I'm not a millennial, but you know, like just when you're reading all these surveys you about. Like one. Thank you. Oh, it's just made my day. Oh, sweet. I love you guys. Made her head bigger. Um, no, but you know, like I always read these surveys and I we can never get it right, right? Because we're like entitled, uh, commitment issues. And so we're not talking about the dating scene. We're talking about for sure what is restricting people or millennials from buying. Specifically, you know, our topic is rent versus buying, why we're having so many people buy, even though. Rental rates are increasing, so we brought in two of the top agents in the field who are working and specializing with that millennial client and can give us their perspective. So, ladies, tell us a little bit about you and what brings you into the Mott Squad Studios today. So, we are a second-generation realtor, both of us Chicago Property Sisters. Dad started in the business about 17 years ago. Wow. He opened up a smaller brokerage um, in Cicero about 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so, we've kind of just always been around the business. Um, helping dad out wherever we could in the office. Carrying little, log boxes, collecting checks, <laughs> dropping off signs. <laughs> dealing with rent complaints, and you know my dad owns a lot of property. So um, about 10 years ago, we really dug into it right out of high school. My sister helped out while she was in college. Um, I got my license about when I was 21, straight mm -hmm. out. So um, we've been in it for quite a while. Now we are the broker owners of one of the youngest, nice. most diverse office in the Chicagoland area. Congrats. Lo located in Logan Square, Remax Loyalty. We're very proud Shout of Shout out Remax Loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Chicago Property Sisters. We do it as a team. Um, yeah. I manage the brokerage. And then my sister is the leader of the Chicago Property Sisters. I love it. Women empowering women. Not yes. saying that your office mm -hmm. is all women, but just I love the fact that you're leaders and that you're, you know, you're the head of that office. So congrats to you. I know it's yes. a lot of work. Yeah, it is, but it's definitely um, self-rewarding, but also it's just a team brokerage there, so it's also yeah. it's just nice to be around everyone. And we are the youngest brokerage, so everyone's around our age, and 
So awesome. we have a nice um, I think that's the dynamic. pretty coolest part of this group is that they're the youngest brokerage, I would say, in the Chicagoland area. The youngest that I work with, too, currently. Yeah, sure. So it's very cool that their perspective is a little bit different than yours. Yeah. They're a little bit older. <laughs> no, but we, really, it, I like it because when I first started selling real estate, I always wanted, you know, like, I'm like, I'm so young. Are, you know, sellers going to work with me because mm -hmm. I'm so young? They're going to think I don't know it. But I love the fact that you guys have your parents, you know, yeah. uh, experience. And, of course, you grew up in the business, so they know something. And I know that when we interview you prior to the show that you told me that, you know, like right after college, you were already a, a buyer. You were already a, an investor. So it just shows the fact that you're, you know, you know the business from different angles so you're able to help your clients better yeah we definitely believe in everything that we do because we do it ourselves you know so and um, i love it because that's a complete different perspective and it just definitely helps you when you're transacting yes. so let's dive right into it Graco. <laughs> today we're going to talk about four myths or what would you say myths or uh, misconceptions okay <laughs> and i asked them if they were twins because i'm like they answer each they other are. <laughs> We spent a lot of time together, I 14 yeah. months apart. So. Until okay. uh, about a week ago, we lived we lived uh, on this in the same condo complex. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I texted her the other day, and I'm like, "Do you know that's the farthest we've ever lived away from Aww. each other? Eight Aww. minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, ladies, let's get right into it. So, um, what would you say would be the number one that you're seeing out there in the field? Um, wait, wait, wait. What's wait, this what? myth, by the way? It's not What's a myth. The... Misconception. Oh, misconception. Misconception okay. that people have about millennials and why they're not buying. Obviously, we talk about here on Market Overdrive. So why all they're the time. renting more versus buying? Correct. Why do they choose buy, uh, renting versus buying? What is what is the wall that we're hitting? What is it that we're not tapping into? Obviously, I can't tap into their minds because I don't. It's not the same, right? Correct. With, with the newly graduated millennials. I think that their misconception is that because they have all the student loan debt, or maybe not as much, that they that they won't qualify for a mortgage. Okay. Um, just because they have student loan debt, it might not even be much. Um, but that's so that's you like come. Usually, I'm dealing with the millennials firsthand, and they come to me and they're like, they think it's like an impossible task. Yeah. So it really is not, um, and that's why kind of we take them by the hand and show them that it, it, it's definitely possible. We ourselves have done it ourselves. Um, so. They believe, first of all, that it requires like a life savings to purchase a home. Right. And there's many options. Because think about it, millennials are definitely first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. right. And Graco can speak about this. There's yeah. those incentive programs for first-time home buyers, down payment assistance. That was That's going to definitely help them purchase. So, Yeah, we currently have one in process that this week we just got to clear a close on. Um, millennial. She took advantage of the down payment assistance program, mm -hmm. but and I know we'll touch about this. We'll touch on this a little bit later today. She did receive a big gift, correct, from mm -hmm. her parents to help out with the purchase uh, towards a down payment. So, so when you graduate college, ask your parents for <laughs> that gift <laughs> instead of a car. Instead of a car, or <laughs> call your lender because there's so many programs that correct. are being introduced today for students that or were students that are holding. Uh, student loan debt, where we can now structure the loan in a certain manner and not hit them with that big monthly payment debt. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I think like when it comes to like just down payment overall, like even if you're not a first time buyer, right, you always have to worry about like, am I going to do 20% down? Right. Am I going to do 10% down or 5% down? I always like to tell, you know, clients that there's n just two different types of loan programs, right? Mm -hmm. There's that less than 20% down program and then there is that 20%. If you're putting 20% down, you're obviously a business partner with your lender. The lender is going to be like, oh, perfect, right? You're, you have 20% vested into this purchase. So I'm going to sleep at night. You're going to repay that debt. But anytime you're putting less than 20% down, you become more of a risk, right? You, yeah. you post a risk to the investor who's the lender that's going to borrow, lend you this money. And so therefore, there's the different stipulations with insurance premiums for that mortgage. Um, but I, again, you have to start with your lender and talking to your lender, discussing these options with them because down payment should not be a reason to deter you from making this investment. And I think that's why it's important speaking to a lender or a real estate professional kind of can guide millennials think about it. We're, we obviously don't have the 20% to put down. Mm -hmm. We haven't been saving much, mm -hmm. but it, depending on what their future plan holds, it may not be worth it then for them to put 20% down because they yeah. may not be mm -hmm. at the same residence for that 20, 25 plus years. So to them, a lower down payment, stay in there, you know, your two plus years, get your tax write-offs, yeah, get your, your write appreciation. And in most cases, that mortgage amount is actually less than what they would be paying in rent. So they put the lower less. down payment, they're paying the same amount, if not less, and they're actually paying into an investment of theirs versus... And that's a key education point that I think we, we need to dr like drive home is the fact that, you know, the payment, right? Your rental payment is sometimes lower than what you would be paying otherwise, like in a higher. mortgage. Yeah, the it's, rental, the rental is I'm sorry, it's yeah. higher. <laughs> or sometimes even if it's the same, right? Like what is the right. incentive of buying something and paying the same amount, but it's your own property? Right, because rent will always be an expense. You're always going to be just thrown in that hole. And when you actually own something, you know, that's your investment. Well, you're building wealth for someone else. You're building wealth for your landlord. So you are. It is a Correct. hole, but it's somebody else's hole, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's everybody else's money bag. Um, but, yeah, down payment, is, it shouldn't deter anybody from buying. I, and, and let's be honest. Like, even if you're a repeat buyer, like a mm -hmm. second-home buyer, you don't have to be a first-time buyer. Um, you're always looking for the equity from the existing investment to put into the next purchase Correct. right yes. and so that's why you have to start somewhere you have to start now because you need that first investment to get you to that bigger better whatever um property but you know in order to the down payment shouldn't scare anyone is that's what we're, what we're trying to talking say. about recently it is to millennials it's that commitment and it's just making like making that first phone call is scary really scary to them but we, I want to like just drive it home to them. It's really not that scary. Just speaking, having that conversation right. with someone, it, it it's it's easy. And we always, and we always <laughs> get the feedback. Well, oh, you've been in the business so many years, but we've helped so many millennials and recently graduating college, um, moving out of their parents' home, and they're just in heaven with having their own place. When you rent a place, you can't even decorate as you right. wish. You have to ask the landlord's permission. Mm -hmm. You're putting on a security deposit that you may not receive back because you hung Yeah, but I don't care wall. because I don't have to repair. Make the repairs if I damage something. So well, that is that is like probably your your only benefit. You don't have to worry about that repair and maintenance costs. So we would probably recommend a condo purchase for somebody who's scared, scared about repairs because in a condo mm -hmm. purchase, you're going to have your HOA. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be into forced reserves, into forced if something happens with the roof, okay, well, the HOA can take care of that because you're paying into that monthly as well. So you don't have to do that on your own. 
Okay. So that might be a better scenario for that. If yeah, buyer. if you're more worried about like getting to that single family purchase and dealing about oh, is the roof going to cave in on me tomorrow? So it's easier with an HOA. They're kind of managing those dues for you every month. So again, tapping into what we know statistically that people are saying, you know, the commitment issues, I don't want to commit to something. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of making my own repairs or having to incur, you know, that cost um, because typically I just call my landlord. Um, What about the, well, I don't, I'm so young. Like, I don't want, what if I have to move because of work? Like, what if I have to relocate? Well, that's what we were talking about earlier is saying that when when you, before you purchase, speak with a real estate professional who can, um, also speak to Bob about your goal, your plan. What is your initial goal? If this residence you're, cur- you're going to purchase, are you planning to stay there the next two, three, five years, or are you planning to stay there a little longer? So then we can guide them and, and um, advise them the best way. Because think about it, um, currently now, when you stay in your uh, primary residence for two plus years, anything you make on that purchase is you're able to write it off. So me as a millennial, I'm on my third home at 27. And I knew when I got out of college, I wanted to buy a single-family home. That's what we did. But then our plans changed because we're not we're not set. My family's changing. I got, and then I wanted to go to the city, move closer to my family. So I purchased a condo, and then I, I got pregnant, <laughs> got married. Oops, whoopsies. <laughs> we're and not going to ask how that happened. No. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. I was know. married. No, um, <laughs> I like how she said it. <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. Yes. Yeah, so um, oopsie, right? But but that's lifestyle changes. But families are cha- you're yeah, changing. Yeah, lifestyle changes. So therefore, you adapt. Uh, you know, you you're change. always adapting, and um. And then I now I'm purchasing. Okay, so you bought a house because you always wanted to buy a house. You wanted to Correct. own a house. And then you decided that the house is no longer what I want. So then you bought a condo. Correct. What did you do with the house? So with the house, I sold it. Okay, so you um, sold it. I purchased it at probably a good time. Okay. I had some experience. So, <laughs> um, so then I sold it. Short sale. A short sale. I purchased so, my first home as a short sale. Okay. Uh, me, and my, uh, me and my boyfriend yeah. at the time. We were actually just dating, uh-huh. but we had been dating quite a wow, while. Wow, you're yeah. good. Talk <laughs> about commitment issues. But She's I knew, able to work through yeah. <laughs> But I knew boyfriend. that I was only going to be there two years. That was my plan. Okay. And Because I knew I was going to make a good deal on it, so I didn't want to pay any Did you have taxes. to work on it, rehab it a little bit? I did a little bit. Because you said it was short sale. So I'm imagining what was the condition of it? It was moving. It was livable. Okay. I kind of did a little bit to pick up the value. Okay. In those two years, slowly. Yeah. Nothing too much. And then I sold it and I decided to uh, buy a condo. And so, I'm sorry, you said you owned it for two years? Yep, two years. And did you have equity in it when you sold it? Absolutely. So that was nice. I knew that I had to stay in there two years. Like Mm -hmm. I put it on the market to know when I close, it was going to be two years. Okay. Um, So that was nice. And then we purchased the condo Mm -hmm. because we were like, oh, we're done dealing with all the maintenance. And and then we got married and then our plan changed again and we decided to have a family. And we're back. <laughs> now she needs a house I, again. Now she needs a house. <laughs> I just purchased my house. <laughs> you purchased another I house. I purchased another house. And I decided to a rent a little bigger out. house this time. Yeah, a little <laughs> bigger. And I rented a condo. I'm renting the condo that I we so currently stop own. right there. What she just said. Yeah. I rented the condo is something if you are a millennial and if you are, you know, shy about or scared about, you know, buying a property or a condominium, she's the perfect example. The ability to rent that condo. Yeah now for maybe a profit or even at a worst case scenario to break even the mortgage will be paid the assessments will be paid the taxes will be paid and it's a write-off to begin with yes so that debt that she's carrying is you know taken care of on a monthly basis so there's always a way to vacate that property if 
per se and to, use it differently. and use it differently to acquire a, another property. Correct, because I perfect example. I ended up buying before. You know, I'm just not in the right time to sell that kind of. Right. But it's just a wash for me, you know. And and we can uh, move forward and be in our single family home. But it is awesome. You have options. Mm-hmm. No, I love the fact that you're sharing your story with us because it should resonate with our listeners. And today's topic is rent versus buying a millennial's perspective. And that's why I want to tap into your psyche um, because you are young and you are the millennial. You are the t- statistic that we're speaking to. Um, but it just showcases that regardless of what we decide to do and that whole mobility thing or I don't want to m- commit to something because I'm so afraid. What am I going to do if I get married if you're a young girl? Or a young guy, like what if I have a condo and I decided I want to get married and then I need a house and what if I then need a two flat? You know, you're always able to get, you know, reinvent yourself so and reposition yourself we, with these investments. We own in the same condo complex, my fiance does. And we're in a little bit different um, point in our lives. We're not married yet, getting married next October. Oh, congrats. Um, <laughs> so we're not, we're not ready for that home. We still want to live in the city. Um, so we're actually selling our condo, but we're purchasing. We just purchased. We closed actually on the same day yeah. she purchased her house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't always do everything. Like to happen to I'm like, are you seriously? Are you serious? That's not awesome. twins. So we are in the stage where we wanted to um, set up some investments for ourselves. So we're actually moving into a two unit. So we're able to now rent one of the units and we're going to live in one of the units. And that's what the other, um, I guess, direction you can go as a millennial is a lot of millennials don't realize that they can use the other unit as income to qualify. And the two unit, you're going to be living in an apartment anyways if you were to rent, so why as well just own the whole building? But it does go into having a little bit more reserves because you are going to be the landlord. A little bit more risk. Yeah, Um, a little bit more risk. But it's definitely setting us up for the future for when we want to purchase our single-family home. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about it. We're going to be able to save a little bit more because we're going to have that extra income to pretty much offset our mortgage that we're moving into. Great advice, girls. And, and you know, like the one thing that I keep thinking in my – going like keep thinking about is that buyers are going to say, well, you know, I'm – they're professionals. They're realtors. They're licensed Mm -hmm. realtors, so they know how to transact. Um, but how am I going to be a landlord? Because I've never done this before. And all I can think about is people are doing these, you know, Airbnb of their own condos, or maybe they're renting a property and then they'll go ahead and get a roommate. So you're already practicing the art of being a landlord without even knowing that you are, and Absolutely. you're not getting paid for it. So, so I love the concept of, you know, the fact that you're going a different route. Two young millennial um, agents, and you're both like having different experiences about the market and how you're investing. Um, but I love the stories about, you know, being an investor a landlord and then renting out the other unit to upset your mortgage payment which then makes it like how is your mortgage payment going to be at that point is it going to be little or is it going to be zero it's going to be well we're in the process of rehabbing the Mm -hmm. project as well but um, based on the comparables we're going to be very close to covering our mortgage with the rent that's amazing right and this is the information that we want to covering the rehab costs right and Mm -hmm. just because we're licensed professionals doesn't mean that this should be our reality we want to elevate your real estate iq and inspire you to let you know that age should not be a limit you should not be like a no a reason to say no to investing in real estate because right now the real estate market is so hot i mean we're seeing people get real estate licensed just because they want to transact because they you know it's very simple at this point you know properties are flying off the market but you always have to restructure and i love the fact that you guys are not just out there transacting but you're also building wealth for yourself correct so that (laughs) no i was gonna say that um also going back to your point as people look at us well you're you're you do this every day so it's easier for you i know my friends were like geez you moved so many times but don't limit yourself 
go to a real estate professional who can advise you and guide you um, in the right direction. And, and if you're worried about property management, you can actually hire a property management company right. and you'll still make a profit depending on the property. Um, some property managers, you don't have to handle anything. They will pay the bills for you. They will collect the rent for you. They will yeah. take the applications and they're only going to charge you 8 to 10% of whatever the rent they're collecting. So it's a peace of mind, and you still have your investment. That's you not bad, 8 to 10%? Yeah. yeah. That's Dang. what the current market is. I thought it was more. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah property management, it's, it's affordable, and they take care of everything for you. They're basically your private personal assistant that's going to be a liaison between you and your, and your tenants. Yeah. So therefore, all you have to worry about is making sure that mortgage payment is paid, and you know, and then again, you're a liaison between your lender, yourself, and your, and your property manager, and your tenants. So again, it's dep- it depends on how you look at this business plan but going back to the down payment it should not deter you because there's so many options to get you that first property where you don't need 20 percent down right you don't need to be mm-hmm. you know neck and neck with your lender right now <clears throat> i have a deal that we had structured where the buyer's coming in with one percent wow. that's it beautiful one percent mm-hmm. of the purchase price is all that they're bringing to the closing table so that's amazing that's amazing actually. to buy I've a property many today clients that walk away with checks still yeah. to this day because they're putting the 1% down or going as low. So that that is really nice. And also I want to reiterate to these millennials, we need to take advantage of this market. We need to because I don't know how many times I'm sitting at the closing table with you know older generations. They're like, when I bought my first house, I got 10 to 14%. <laughs> yeah. Like we need to take advantage of that. The yeah. interest rates are nowhere close to, to that. So you're ready in a, a better situation than your parents might have been. Um, or your grandparents, just take advantage of it. It's there for you. I love that. And that takes us to our second misconception, actually, the right time to buy. Like, you know, I love it when people are always saying, actually, I'm going to I'm going to call DZ out <laughs> because he's always saying DZ is with elements of media here. <laughs> he produces all this for us, but always says I should have bought that, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be anybody's reality where I should have bought in 2010 right. or 11 when the market was so low. Right. Prices were so ridiculously low because the time you know do you agree that today is the time despite the fact that we're in such fear of interest rates going up absolutely it's the right time to buy right now over the years just shown like home ownership is the way to go i mean even the people i mean that made it through the 2007 2008 crash i mean they're still in a better position people that have held out and are here today and they still own their home they're right back where they were that many years ago so i know a lot of us millennials we saw our parents go through it um maybe ourselves and we're a little bit scared a little bit hesitant afraid of the commitment um or their parents they just they felt like their parents were a little bit more stable time in their life before they purchased they were they were getting ready to buy when they were you know married and starting a family and we're in a much different position maybe we're just starting our family we just recently engaged or we're still single and we're thinking about changing jobs in two or three years so our parents purchased what's a much more emotional purchase they saw themselves there for 30 years whereas we see ourselves more two to five years and probably changing but it's still the right time to buy. Right. And I, I, again, it's the way you're looking at the situation, right? right? Because when I graduated college, I also purchased my first home and I didn't come from a real estate background. It was just something I wanted to do because I realized that, you know, my rental property was making more, making me more money than my my salary at Leo Burnett. So <laughs> I decided to go ahead and buy a two flat. And I'm like, oh, let me wing it. But it's about taking that courage, the next step, because you're never going to be at the right time. Yeah. It's never going to be, you're never going to know enough. And, and maybe this is another misconception that we have about the millennials 
millennial uh, millennials is that you know they're over analytical they read to everything and they are on these websites third-party websites and they believe all these websites and they want to come back and you know interview you and ask you all these questions like they know everything so oh, yeah. our millennials really know it all <laughs> Just a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be. It's you're a not going to be humble about it. In the beginning until they have their first mishap, and then it's like, okay, yeah. you guys are professionals. Let me let you handle it. Right. Um, we do. Well, I read this. Oh, well, Google said this. Oh, well, this is what we've experienced. We do this day in, day out, um, and we're going to guide you through the entire process. Yeah. I so. love that. You know, guide them through the process, and obviously, you got to lean on your lenders who are going to walk you through, like you said, what is the big picture scenario? What are we looking for long term, right? Do you want to buy a condo because it works for your family now? And eventually, let's look into a building that allows rentals because if you do decide to move or relocate to another state in a year or two, you have the flexibility to be able to rent it out, right? So you're not going to buy in a building that doesn't allow rentals. It's not that far different from when they're going to rent, right? When you go to rent, you gotta fill out the application, your credit has to be in order, you have to have a security deposit, sometimes two months worth. Right. So those steps are the same similar steps to getting pre-approved to buying a home. So, you know, there's really, there shouldn't be any fear there. It's just getting yourself educated by that professional to guide you to the steps necessary for you to purchase that property. So I don't understand, you know, why the fear. I was at a conference two weeks ago Exactly what you just said. You'll never know unless you try. Right. Right. And as long as there's a contingency plan or a backup mm-hmm. of a oh shit moment, right, <laughs> then you, you'll be okay. Because right. for some reason, if for some reason you can't, you don't like living there, you know, you don't like living by yourself, you can always rent it out. That's the backup plan. Well, that's true. And then the reason why I talked about Mr. Know-It-All and Mrs. Know-It-All is not because I want to talk or, you know, bash millennials. I mean, I do it all the time. But, you know, the reason I say that is because do your homework then, right? Talk to an expert that's going to walk you through, all, you know, your whole entire business plan and look at your lifestyle and say, okay, fine. If I am going to change lifestyle, then be, be prepared, right? So if you are buying in a condo, again, buying a condo that allows rentals. If you're going to, um, you know, and then look at the average market time or the average rental market amount for a rental so that at least you know okay my mortgage payment is going to be $1,800 and it looks like you know in the building or in the area similar properties are renting for say you know $1,500 or so so you at least know I'm going to have to come out of pocket or wow it's going to rent for higher so I'm actually getting at a discount my mortgage is $1,800 and you know rental yields are $2,100 and in some cases in some areas we are seeing where you know rentals are a little are definitely higher than than mortgage payments because you're getting a good interest rate or because you're putting in a down a healthy down payment so you know there's different ways to structure this but uh, but basically doing it or catering it to your your current needs and then your future needs so i love your story about the single family because a lot of young single women wouldn't necessarily go with the single family they'd probably start with the condo um yeah i luckily i had my boyfriend at the time now husband huh. to help me i probably <laughs> may have thought about it and I see it all the time with with the single millennials that come to me. They are purchasing that condo yeah. that may may not have a family yet. And question though, yes. when you bought that single family house that was a short sale, yes, was that more of a investment move, or did yes. you see yourself there? Okay, yeah, it was more. It was more I knew move. that I was only going to be there two years, and you knew the appreciation you would gain. In yeah. those few years. I knew when I purchased, I was already walking away okay. with a nice nice chunk of equity. But, yes, that was the only reason I probably 
Um, I, w- I did not see myself. But that was what we were saying earlier. Just know what your goal, your end plan is going to be. There is always that way out. There is mm-hmm. like, oh, I could just rent it. But, you know, if you're going to be somewhere two, three, five years, then – you know, I'm not saying renting is bad either. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're not stable in your life, if maybe you're only going to be somewhere currently six months to a year, yeah, maybe renting is the right option for you. But if you're going to stay somewhere two plus years, I think buying is always the right option, and I'll I'll stand behind that. And we've you know taking the risk with renting or purchasing a multi unit. We've helped quite a few millennials were actually siblings purchased together and so one of the yeah. siblings mm-hmm. was going to rent out one unit or live in one unit and the other one was going to rent out the I, have right yeah. I have one right yeah. now yeah we've done that so, before i mean i think that's great when you know families get together and make investment decisions together because you're building wealth together um that's a great message and an encouragement for other people um let's go back to this you know like the right time to buy the debt is too high and then moving on to the second uh, you know the third misconception which is like you know the, you said that you bought right after you graduated college right yeah my husband did mm-hmm. okay so when we're talking to a millennial they don't necessarily have you know employment history so the misconception is you know and i'm sure you get that a lot Graco. it's that yeah. you know i don't have two years in a job or, or what if i just started my job and i'm afraid that i'm just gonna get fired like what if it was really hard for me to get a job because i mean my past assistant was looking for a job for like nine months because she went she went to school for uh, accounting and then she loved marketing with us so much that she just started to focus on marketing and she was looking for jobs so seriously six months she didn't get anything right out of college she was looking at her friends her friends were getting jobs and she wasn't getting any offers so they were she was just so frustrated with that you know with that problem of not being able to find a job let alone once she found a job there was no way she's gonna focus all her attention on buying something when you know what if I don't keep my job so what do you say to somebody who's worried about that lack of employment history or you know just so brand new in the job yeah so if you're right out of school or just graduated keep in mind that your schooling the years that you were at school counts as a history of employment oh really as long as we have your transcript you don't even have to graduate so to speak but as long as we have that transcript showing that you were attending school at that time we can use that as your employment history with the new offer letter of your new employer because you still have to work (laughs) and earn that income to be Um, able to pay that debt (laughs) but keep that in mind as long as you were in school uh, we can use that as your history of employment Yep. And as far as that conversation that we would have with that buyer, maybe somebody who it did take a long time to find that job, and so they're a little so unsure of you know where they see themselves, just having the conversation with us, and we can lead them through the process. You know, Maybe it is purchasing the multi-unit so they can count on that rental income to help them out, or purchasing a two-bedroom condo versus a one-bedroom condo so that maybe they can ask a roommate to move in to, to offset the mortgage, whatever it may be. So just basically talking. Don't be afraid to start that conversation. So maybe right now is not the time, but maybe we can start the plan so a year from now you're ready to go i love it i think that's very key right it's to start the plan talk to a professional and say so i have this crazy weird dream of one day owning my own place that but is I'm scared. All, all of our conversations right start. like yeah oh I, i'm like really almost embarrassed to, s- to call you yeah, yeah or like it's a crazy dream they're having and like, they're in their crazy. house in about 60 days <laughs> it, it, it happens all the time i love it, it that's is. great because even if you do like for example so if you if you are a millennial and you just got that job and you're so uncertain about your job you know like 
then maybe do do that too flat, right? Because it is going to upset it. And one of the things that you should require from your realtor is not that they're just going to sell you that property, but they're actually going to educate you and be your investment consultant through the whole process. So once you buy this property, ask them, you know, how would you advise that I go ahead and rent out this property? I'm sure you've done Airbnb and you put out an ad for a, a room in your property before. So it's the same process. Go on Craigslist. Take professional photos. I actually gift my clients professional photos and they can rent the property themselves so they don't feel like they're incurring additional marketing fees. But, you know, I, I give them this opportunity so that they're able to facilitate that, you know, dream of theirs to be become landlords. And we do do a consultation on, okay, first we're going to work on buying, finding that right investment. We're going to look at the market and see what you're going to get per floor, per, you know, if you want to do roommates, because there's a whole new trend nowadays. You're sure. renting a room inside a condo these days, and people are making more money than actually doing, like, a whole rental one-year lease. I was, was going to say some Airbnb, like Airbnb, they're renting for just a couple of days out of the week to that one room. Or but even professionals. Make, yeah. They're actually making more money than they would if they rented it to somebody for an entire year. And I think we keep talking about like the buying insecurities, which is obviously good. But you, when you rent somewhere, it's not secured either. The landlord has control over you. They every they're more than likely putting you in a one year lease, and they decide if they want to release to you or not. So you're having to deal with that moving headaches. Um, and the to, increase. And the increase. Rent is always going to always go up. increase, yep. At least with your mortgage, you know the future payments are going to be. You're locked in, and you can at least plan for that. People always say, well, what if taxes go up, property taxes? Well, yeah, they will, but you're also paying down that principal, mm -hmm. so that will help you offset that increase a bit. So, But you don't have any control when you rent. Landlord decides everything. Yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, I had and a client. we like to be in control. Us millennials. <laughs> oh, millennials like to. I think everybody should have control of their life and their oh, wealth. Absolutely. I think, you know, we talked to Margaret Keel, who came here, and she's an author. Um, and, you know, she's, what, six kids, five kids? How many kids am I giving six. her extra kids? So kudos to you. Just want to give you a shout out. But you have to just own it, right? Do it. Be in control and build wealth. And it doesn't matter what age you should start in. Um, I had a client, actually, who... Um, you know, they came to me and they're like, well, we're looking because, well, two of them. One said that um, Melanie, Melanie Collins said, you know what, my, my rent is going up. And so can you tell me if this is justifiable? Like, how can they increase my rent by $200? That's going to put me at like, you know, $2,400. And I'm like, I'm um, sorry, but, you know, you were paying below market rent and your, your landlord has gotten smart about what, you know, their property is worth. So unfortunately, there's no rules or guidelines that can tell you they're like, well, it should be illegal for them to raise it Landlord's that much. Discretion. It's yeah, exactly. It's their property. They get to decide. And then I had another one where, you know, the landlord decided that they were going to sell their property. Well, you can't control someone else's future or lifestyle. If the person decides that they want to liquidate that asset because now they need the funds to buy something else. Well, they can do that. And that's, you know, the landlord landlord's right. As a tenant, you technically don't have rights about the roof over your head. I don't care that you're paying on time, that you've never been late. If it's at the end of the day, it becomes a borrowed property. You're borrowing someone else's property. You're using it for payment. Um, but if your landlord decides they can break the lease, yes, there are ramifications like they have to buy you out. But you still can't stay there if they decide that you have to move. So, again, you know, like just touching base on like the different pros and cons. So we talked about the debt being too high, uh, the down payment, you know, the, the misconception like, oh, my God, the, yeah. the down payment. Student loans are too high. I think um, a big one is credit. I think yeah. you touched about credit. People think that their credit's way worse than it actually may be. So people could, because they're coming out of college with all of that loan debt on them and they're thinking, oh, maybe that affect my credit. Maybe they don't even have any credit. Maybe they never took out that credit card. That's why it's very important to speak with that 
real estate professional who can guide them as far as with us when we see it we're usually clearing up things 30 60 days if there is a problem if there's a more mm -hmm. serious issue then we kind of advise them to go to like a credit repair analysis mm -hmm. we're referring them to our trusted lender partners and most of our lender partners can look at a credit report very easily and say okay you know what just pay this down your credit your credit limits a little too high your credit balance i'm sorry is a little too high pay this down and you will be where I you know, need to be Grab i know i know you something. guys have some right mm -hmm. you automatically just send them to someone that's going to repair credit we just had something yesterday we came in and yep. Graco's like hey we're put this on this kind of plan because he'll be ready to purchase in this many months um, because he has to do A, B, C, and D. And they didn't have to be sent to any credit repair right. analysis. He knew exactly what needs to be done. Yeah, and that's what I love about Rocco because yesterday he's like, hard, don't be upset, but, you know, she's going to have to do this to do that. You know, he's able to advise us as to what we need to do for our clients. And I trust him, right, because he's obviously, he knows what he's doing. So it's not like I'm saying, okay, what do we got to do now? Are you kidding? We, you know. With Chastity, you were like, well, she needs to be able to sell her property. She actually bought a one-bedroom condo like two years ago, um, and there's just isn't enough equity in there for her. And she was one of those troopers that decided she wanted to be a homeowner. And then, he, you know, we were like, okay, so we should rent out the property or not. And he was like, you can't do it. She's going to have to liquidate that asset in order to buy a house now. But, you know, there's always like maybe there are these hiccups that could happen. But now we're looking at other options to see if we can get a co-signer, a gift for down payment. I mean, there's, there's always a way. There's always a way. There's there's always always a way. way. And that's nice to know now, though, because that's why we send it to um, a trusted lender uh, professional because we know prior to maybe going, it would really stink if you went to and you saw your perfect home that you want to oh, purchase. Yeah. You got under contract. You waited your 30 days and then the hiccup arose. Yeah. Like, it's the worst feeling because then so it's good to find out these issues prior mm -hmm. um, so then you can make a plan so then you're ready whenever long how long it takes we're here for you guys and then we can push you forward and make sure you get to the closing table and close and, and most of these conversations started with that oh I have this crazy dream of home ownership so when they hear it's only gonna be 30 they're only 30 to 60 days away from actually yeah. being ready to buy people are thrilled they're so happy like oh I can actually do this this is not a five-year ten-year plan this is a two-month plan I'm ready to go out there on showings and we're very excited for them <laughs> it's awesome I mean we want to inspire everybody and you know but there are those crazy stories I mean you went ahead mm -hmm. and venture with the short sale which is a completely different way to you know transact and buy it's not like oh I'm gonna buy a condo or a house that's ready to move in and I don't have to do anything this is a short sale <laughs> and it's like a tedious process it's the first time buyer you undertook it um, a lot of people can argue well you know the business so your comfort level is a little different but the reason why you're here in the studio is because you put in you you know you you have your office and you're able to teach your agents and you're able to excuse me, try and stack with your clients and walk them through your experience. And, you know, you have different experiences in working with short sales, foreclosures. And so not a lot of agents can can stomach that. A lot of agents are going to be like, oh, short sales are too much for you. Why waste the time in waiting for that short sale to come to fruition? What do you say to someone that's, you know, that's being advised not to even look at a short sale as a young, you know, first-time buyer? It's definitely worth it. Um, my fiancé as well, he purchased his condo as a short sale. So walked into the condo already with equity. It, all it needed was floors and paint, um, and we were ready to go. But you need that real estate professional because, think about it, you are a first-time home buyer, so it's already scary for you. When you get into short, short sale foreclosures, most likely you're purchasing it as is. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take away you can't have a home inspection, but you need that real estate, real estate professional who holds your hand and say, hey, this is what you're going to get yourself into. Are you comfortable right. doing this? Because some people may not be comfortable purchasing, purchasing something as is. And that's why you have to be asked the right questions prior so then you can move forward. Because 
I don't know. I would talk to that person and see if they're comfortable first purchasing a short sale. Then I would start advising them sh and showing them short sales. May not be the right. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're not purchasing, well, even new construction, but no matter what home you purchase, it's going to be a lived-in home. There are right. going to be issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our first-time home buyers, millennials, we obviously advise for home inspection. And a home inspection report can be very scary. Right. But with the you know the guide guidance of a real estate professional, they're going to walk you through each of your issues. You can you have the home inspector that will also walk you through the issues, and you can be prepared. Yeah. You're always going to walk into a property needing work. I don't care if it's a short sale, foreclosure, or just a regular sale. You're going to need to do something. So as long as you're prepared for it and you're ready for it, it's no brainer. right and even if it's not a short sale you could do like you could purchase an estate sale because that's what's going to get you be better value exactly. and i'm only talking about that because you said that you bought it with equity already in it mind you these are shiny pennies there's not that many opportunities out there but yeah. when there are you have to trust your professionals when they're saying this um one of my clients connie actually shout out to connie um she's super smart like i love her she's an engineer right she mm -hmm. works for the city and she's badass girl she's really tough young and she's very ambitious and she's like i want to own my, i want to own a, i want to build a portfolio of investment properties and i'm like well let's start with the condo she's looking in the neighborhood of logan square two years ago so we found this property it was a two bedroom two bath for 245 at wow. while she was getting this property financed yes 245 for a two bedroom two bath right now it's crazy valuable <laughs> um just because there's not a lot of inventory but she bought it for 245 it appraised out at 260 so right away we knew she had some equity but the property had like these lines on it everywhere because i guess they had left the fluid um they didn't like something with the fireplace like it messed it up and people thought it was mold we did our inspection and i said connie this is a great deal and i even posted about it because i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe it appraised up for you know for that price and then now we just went under contract like what last two weeks um above 300 we haven't closed so i can't disclose the price but in two years she's now at 300 plus you know plus or minus below three and a quarter i can say that for a new young investor and now she's going to take the benefit you know she's going to get that equity and buy a multi-unit and you have to start somewhere so don't let fear stop you um but let me talk about that other misconception i think this is going to be the yeah i was just going to say can we go to the next misconception Shush. <laughs> <laughs> uh the crazy one is the you know like just the 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 one about we talked about the one that they know everything right but the entitlement <laughs> i didn't even know that was on the list it okay. is a list. Yeah, <laughs> she threw that on the list we didn't write that <laughs> well because you guys just went through everything already so i'm gonna add this one there this is what i do i improvise okay. <laughs> really we had four already yeah we talked okay. about debt too high no employment history right time and down payment but entitlement right the I want it all and no, I'm not going to sacrifice condition because I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, like when I bought, it was more of like you, you, you grow, you know, you fix it as you go. Like you build equity over time, right? The do it yourselves um, kind of scenario. But I don't see that with this generation. Is that a myth? The whole entitlement. And I think with, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't even want to limit it to millennials. I think it's with every buyer right now. Yeah. They have that same, well, no, I, they want everything to be perfect. And it's just not going to happen. Brand new. Brand new everything. Yeah. And for a very low price at that. So I don't even want to limit millennials to that. Yeah, we're not throwing Sorry. them in the category. Yeah. <laughs> That's a broad category. It's a bad one. I made that one up. So we typically apart. have to go on a couple showings to um, put yeah. people's perspective and. Well, the only reason I say that is because when we started the show this year, we had talked about like interest rates, right? We just got hit with the interest rate increase at the beginning of the year. And so, you know, now your budget has become smaller just because a rate hike is going to modify your, your carrying Actually, costs. Actually, rates went down, by the way. 
everybody says that the rates went up. At the beginning of the year, I, I said. Re- oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I thought you were saying that they went up. No, okay. but now they're staying, right? They're flat. They're flat right now. Right. But, you know, there was an increase over last year, so people were like, oh, I'm scared. What's happening right. now? Is it even worth buying? And there was that whole concern with the new presidency, but whatever. So we were saying, okay, so now your budget's going to be a little bit smaller. Are you going to sacrifice condition? Because sometimes, you know, condition or location, what do you give up if, if, you're, if, if you can't have it all? And that's the whole entitlement theory that it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, come on. Something's got to give. You're not going to get location, condition, and a good price. You know, and sometimes they just have to learn themselves. They have to be put in that position, and they have to, you know, when you're 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 the real estate professional, you're advising them. But at the end of the day, they are the boss, and I'm going to do what my client says. And then sometimes they lose out on that opportunity. Uh, they're losing out to highest and best situations because they're they think that they can get this. No, I'm not going to pay over the dollar amount. Yeah. Okay, well, if you don't pay over that, then you're going to lose out. And then another month goes by, and guess what? Interest rates do go up, and their budget comes a little smaller, and they go, and they're ending up getting something that maybe was less inferior than the one that they should have went for. So they have to learn. Oh, I hate those things. Yeah, I know. That I would suck. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But they have to learn themselves. They have to go through it and. Uh, we're there just to not say, I told you so. <laughs> but we did tell you yeah. so, and we can own that because we're in the Moscow studio and we're obnoxious about real estate and the information that we give you because, of course, we're here to elevate your real estate IQ. Oh, my goodness. So it's almost towards the end of our show. I want to thank you ladies for coming out. Oh, that was quick. I and told you. <laughs> we can go on forever. Yeah. Well, since we, we know we can go on forever, but we can because it's only an hour segment. What is your takeaway? What is your last bit of advice that you like to give um, you know our audience today? Um, I think our number one takeaway is just don't be afraid to start that conversation. It's just a conversation. You know, we once that conversation takes place, you know, we have you'll have a much more relief off of your shoulders. Yeah. And don't hesitate. I'm gonna plug us in. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, Remax give us loyalty. a call. Remax loyalty and um we will we'll be that real estate professional can at least start that conversation with you. Don't be afraid. You can do it. You really can. There's many options on the yeah. lending side and we will trust you over to a great lending professional like Graco himself. And call so, me. Yeah. <laughs> call me. I like how he's like, Make call that me. call. <laughs> call right now. <laughs> I love it. But it's true, right? So we talked about four misconceptions, and, of course, I added one that's like kind of nudge. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that the, the concept across all these misconceptions, it's fear, right? Everybody's fear to make that move. But it doesn't have to be that way because you're, you know, I always say lean on the professionals to call somebody. Um, we're here, and you can reach us at info at marketoverdrive.com. And if you have any questions about any of this process, you know, you can always reach out to us at email us. We're accessible via Facebook. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest. I mean, we're all over. (laughs) And now I guess the girls put us on Snapchat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're here because we want to elevate your real estate IQ. We want to make this dream of real estate just you know, the dream, just a, a reality, right? Because everybody talks about it and they're like, oh, I should have done it before. We don't want that, that to happen to you. We want to excite you about it because it is definitely the right time. Despite of what you're going through with your life, you always make time for real estate and wealth because it's, you know, you're going to need it later. Krakow. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. I want to see you close out the show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you guys next week. And listening. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor Property Sisters. You. I appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you guys you. are awesome. Thank you for the invite. 
We'd be happy to come back. And next week, we're going to be talking about rentals, you know, like as a landlord or a tenant. Obviously, there is a lot of restrictions when it comes to rentals. And we're always talking about buying, but we want to educate you as well. If you're just in the business for, you know, if you're just in the market for leasing and renting for now, because hopefully you're getting your credit better or you're working on that down payment. Um, We are going to be talking about rentals. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday at 10 a.m. as usual. And visit our website. It's really cool. We have added this feature called Reaction Stream. And you're able to, you know, communicate with us let us let us know how you're do, how we're doing yeah if we suck or if you like us Graco, i was gonna say next <laughs> Graco socks carla's awesome the property sisters should come back right absolutely you guys <laughs> definitely gotta come to. back please come back ladies thank you so much for joining thank the moss squad today and elevating our audience's real estate iq we'll hang out with you guys again next wednesday at 10 a.m ciao